Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here of the Raptors Digest reacting to the Toronto Raptors 122-117 loss to the Portland Trailblazers, Riker. And this is a game I'm sure people are going to be very mad about, angry about, but you could make the argument this is the perfect craft to tank as the Raptors bait you. They keep you excited, entertained, engaged for the start of the game. You know, they rock it out, then they completely tank a quarter to ensure a, a guaranteed L against the Portland Trailblazers, especially with their closers. And they make it close again at the end, never worrying, stressing you they might actually win, but... <laughs> and this <laughs> is going to stress... There. This is going to stress people out. There's going to be some negative reactions to this take in the comment section. Guaranteed, guaranteed, if not even in the live chat right now. But Ben, you're absolutely right. This game was the perfect Raptors game because you had good output from Pascal Siakam, who scored 26 points. He scored in the paint. He yep. backed down Robert Covington. He backed down Yusuf Nurkic. Um Ennis Cantor, right? He looked like he was trying to score in multiple ways on the you know on the attack which is what we haven't seen from pascal siakam consistently og ananobi had a really good game he was trying dribble moves he was trying post-ups he was hitting his threes right this was a great game from our starters minus aaron baines and minus gary Trent jr who he's been a lot better to start this season he was shooting 39 percent from three i think he's one for ten now opening for the toronto raptors but that should right its wrongs just naturally as the season progresses so we'll give him a little bit of time then off the bench ben Rodney Hood, we we dug into this man. He had you dug points. into this man. You called it hoodwinked as well. You said that Rodney Hood. <laughs> I did say hoodwinked, but that you was regarding Kyle Lowry. I was excited no, well, about the you hood were taking pickup. shots at Rodney Hood, saying he is the weak piece. But listen, he's six eight. He's a legitimate small forward. Thirteen points, block steal, two threes tonight. He actually looked pretty good. And we can or cannot. It's up to Messiah at the end of the season. Keep this man around for one more year. Right. And Chris Boucher had another great game. So the bench is looking a little bit better. The starters are looking good. If we had a center, you'd probably win this game. They're closer to tanking, which is great. Get another draft pick. And I, I like this one. Yeah. You know, I'm we're finding the positives. Obviously, as Raptors fans, you still have that hope every game that they win. But you find peace in the L's. You find peace in the, the losing. And tonight, like they kept the game exciting. You mentioned all the positives there. And the one guy I want to really talk about is... OG Ananobi, because with Norman Powell gone, and we did, we haven't even brought up, we're going to talk a lot Ooh. about Norman Powell coming mm. back, obviously, in this, but with Norman Powell being traded, right, OG Ananobi is going to have a such greater role with this team in terms of shots. Like, tonight he took 15 shots, Riker. I don't know if, like, I'm pulling you back on the screen. Have we seen OG take 15 shots this year? Ooh, that's a that's an interesting stat to pull. It's not one I have off the top of my head, but it's very infrequent that he's putting up that volume of shots. Absolutely. Exactly. And he's a, a guy, obviously, he struggled in his last game. He's been dealing with injuries and health and safety protocols for a while now, but he's a guy in his last game struggled. But tonight, we're really seeing what we can get out of OG Ananobi because he's, he's pretty efficient. He knocks down the threes. His rebounding is great. I think with this like more shots more usage we're gonna finally see og take that step forward and ben, not just more shots let me let me how yeah. often have we seen the ball go to og in the post now i get it yeah. right there's not a lot of huge defenders so he typically had the mismatch but how often have we ran the offense through og in the post i didn't hate it i thought it was a decent look yeah and the thing about it is right if we are 
I and we're gonna we at the end of every podcast we debate is it official? Is the tank official? And I was looking yes. at the schedule. There's still a lot of games left to be played, so we'll we'll see what actually happens. We still have a lot of talent, but even if the end of this season it's at a or the rest of these games they're at a point where you're not so focused on winning. Right, give OG those reps as a main ball handler. Give him the work in the post. See what he can really do as a focal point in the offense. Because that's something you and I have been calling for for a long time right now. And with Norman Powell's shot selection being gone, uh, Gary Trent Jr. just getting integrated into the team. And again, he's not a very high-volume guy as of yet. Right, I think this is a perfect opportunity for Masai Ujiri to see what happens and see what we can really get out of OG specifically, as I think everyone thinks he has the most potential on this roster, star potential, and it just has pe- pe- People are low on Siakam now, too, yeah. so this is the perfect time to let a new guy try and step up, because Fred is what he is, right? He's yeah. just not tall enough to be a slashing interior paint scorer. He's going to be hot some nights. He's going to be a little bit colder some nights low efficiency, but still scoring. Ben, I want to ask you before we get too deep into this, because people will be calling for it is, or just wanting the discussion to center around seeing Norm Powell officially in a trailblazers uniform. He opened his first game for the blazers seven for nine from three, 22 Mm -hmm. points cooled down significantly. Not the norm we're used to getting less than 20, but him and Gary Trent jr. Didn't seem to be playing right for their against their opposite teams. Right? Yeah. It's, I don't know. We we briefly talked about it at the start. Norman Powell looks very weird to my eye in a different jersey. I think it'll be even more weird when he's wearing the proper Portland Trailblazer jersey, not that gray mess that they had on the court there tonight. <laughs> you I don't think, like it? I don't like the all gray. Not for Portland. The if the Spurs wore it and you know it's on a regular court or something like that, then I could see mm-hmm. it. You know, it's fully gray, but that on Portland, they got cool jerseys on their their own. Man, I, I don't like it. I'm not a big fan of it. But I think it'll look even more weird when he's wearing a proper Portland Trailblazers jersey. But And I feel Gary Trent must feel the same way for uh, Blazers fans because he still doesn't look like a Toronto Raptor just yet. I haven't gotten used to the eye test of Gary Trent Jr. being out there. Surprisingly enough, play style and the sort of feel for the game, I feel like Rodney Hood looks like a guy. Maybe it's just me. I want to know if the chat agrees with me. I feel like Rodney Hood is a guy that looks like he's been on the Toronto Raptors for six years or something. I I look at him on the court, I'm like, he looks in place. Trent Jr. doesn't look like that yet. Norman Powell doesn't look like that for the Portland Trailblazers right now. I do want to give a little shout out to the Portland Trailblazers as well. Uh, they, they obviously won tonight. They're making a deep run in the Western Conference. You and I are going to be rooting for them hard now that they've acquired Norman Powell. I'm a big Damian Lillard guy regardless, so I, I'm really excited to just watch them play and see the things work. But are you in agreement with that sort of take right there, or do you think uh, everyone has settled into their squads? Yeah, I think it's a perfect point to make, Ben, and I want to also raise this point. So Norman Powell is gone. Right, Gary Trent Jr. is here. We ripped into him pretty hard, and we said that it didn't make sense because the Raptors didn't get a pick or a center back. But now there's a little bit more optimism just in seeing these two guys play because you know Gary Trent Jr. will turn it around. Rodney Hood is miles better than what we expected him to be. We both agree if there was a center here this game that the Raptors obviously would have won this one. They were so close down the stretch. Andre Drummond officially signing or getting picked up by the Los Angeles Lakers. Gorgi Dang, Jang, Dang. I apparently we mispronounced it in our last video. Did we? He's signed no. with the Spurs. Yeah, supposedly. Whatever. That's People are on news. our grills whenever fake we news. mispronounce. 
I think so. I think it's Jiang. I'm committing to that one, right? So there was a lot of negativity around us suggesting or us finally flipping over to the, we should tank, or just the thought of tanking. There was a lot of negativity. So I want to just make the point to say, this was a perfect game because- Perfect. The, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> because you're not, this is maybe the worst interior defending team in the Western Conference, the Portland Trailblazers. Like, mm-hmm. Cantor cannot defend- post players right Nurkic is all right but he is hardly a solid post defender and so if you can't even win you know if you're getting beat up on the inside against these guys you're not going to make a deep playoff push you just need a center though that's it the rest of the team looks solid so there shouldn't be so much criticism towards the idea of tanking I think this is a perfect Raptors game yeah, and I've seen, I've been scanning the chat as we've been talking, Riker. A lot of people, a lot more people seem on board. Again, that's usually what happens after lost podcasts. But there's people saying, you know, the Raptors never tank. And it's not a situation where we're going to be like the Sixers and come out and trade all of our guys or wave Fred Van Vliet and Siakam or do that sort of thing like they did. They traded Drew Holiday for Nerland Snow. No, this is a one-season retooling tank. It's a completely unique circumstances. I sound like a broken record on the podcast saying this, reiterating this, because I want to get this point across. The Raptors are not going to just to deteriorate their winning culture in order to, to become a bad team and get a bunch of first-round picks. No, they just need to take advantage of the opportunity that they've been giving them. That's how I'm yes. wording it. I'm making Seriously. it very... <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't know. From uh, the, I sound like I'm within the Raptors organization. I'm Masai Ujiri's assistant trying to validate what he's doing. But the Raptors need to take advantage of this opportunity. And they're a good team with a lot of talent, but a glaring hole that's keeping them to lose. They had health and safety. They were fourth seed before they had, went down with health and safety protocols. And then they've obviously lost 13 straight. Right, we, we have a squad right now that's playing on the road every single night. The Tampa fans are back. And again, when it's, when it's the Tampa fans, they're whatever team is against it. So the Trailblazers fans were in the building tonight against the Toronto Raptors. So you, you just got to take advantage of these situations. And Riker, we're going to have a few new segments. The Tank, like would the Raptors have won if, it, if they had a center, right? We'll, we'll tease all those. But I've been looking at the, the lottery odds, right? We're only a game, a game and a half up on the Wizards and the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? We catch them. And OKC, they're benching Al Horford. So they're, as hard, as much as their players have been keeping them from losing, they, they've been getting a lot more wins than they've been hoping, right? They're, they're ahead of us in the standings right now. So technically, we're ahead of them in the tanking standings. But if we catch mm-hmm. the Wizards and the Cavs, which I think is very doable, we have like a 40% chance for a top four pick. That's pretty good That's odds. True. Let me just say, whoever's spamming Get Boogie, stop spamming that because we've clearly seen if even Jang won't sign with the Toronto Raptors, the Raptors stand no chance in the buyout market. Guys that are vets, especially at the center position, they're just going to sign to be in a win-now situation. So you're not going to win anybody in the buyout market. Put that to bed. Stop spamming. Seriously, guys, stop spamming Boogie. Ben, you're absolutely right, though. This is the one criticism is you have to be really, really bad to catch up to the teams that make you have the highest lottery pick percentage and even when you have the worst record in the entire nba what was it 14 and a half percent was your total odds of getting that number one pick uh it depends what believe, seed you're in yeah that's if you're I the think bottom. even yeah. the number one i think yeah. even the number one had only 14 and a half percent so i agree that maybe there's a couple games you're not just going to throw just for the sake of getting the difference of one percent or two percent better 
likelihood of getting that number one pick, right? You don't want to make it a complete disaster. If you can win a game down the stretch, right, because OG is playing good or Gary Trent Jr. is going to hit an open three, don't toss a game for just the sake of that. But if, you know, you're playing your guys and ultimately it's the center position that's making you lose, you're fine with that as long as everybody else is doing the right things because they're still able to develop and it's not sacrificing your chances of getting a good draft pick. Yeah. No, it's a... Yeah, it's... People people are all over the place. It seems like everyone in the chat is about the tanks. Again, stop spamming things. We're a little bit behind on the, the chat, right? We appreciate the takes, and you can throw them in there a couple times. Just don't spam it that many times. And I think we have a, we actually have a super chat implemented now, so if you really want to want a point to be made, throw it in the super chat, right? Plug that, I think. I don't know. That's, a, that's just a thing there. I'm not sure if we're supposed to plug that or whatnot. People know about it. But, yeah, it's a... The, the Raptors, Masai Ujiri, people are saying fire Masai. Maybe this is, Masai's been playing 40 chess as he's been on the Raptors to get us a championship, to, to get all these things. But maybe losing Serge Ibaka, he's had his eyes on someone on the top of the draft, right? He's been putting a competent enough team so the Raptors fans aren't that depressed throughout the entire season. But to a point where you are tanking, you are going to get one of those top picks. That could be a situation there. But Riker... Is there, is there anyone else we really want to sort of break down before we swing into the segments? There was a point, actually, that I wanted to make. Somebody made a comment on our last video about the buyout market. And I just want to see if I can very quickly pull it up because it had kind of a nice point about tanking. Okay, I think it's this one. The reality about tank. Oh, this is from Matthew Coombs. Reality about tanking. We're currently seventh from the bottom, so we're at 7.5% chance at the number one pick right? Yep. Guaranteed no worse than the 11th pick in the draft, right? The player to make, if we're tanking for a center, then that guy, apparently it's Mobley. Supposedly he's going to go top two. So you'd, you'd really need to be top three in order to maybe get a game-changing center from the draft. But I don't think that the Raptors actually need to get a center from the yep. draft. I think if you got a really good small forward, power forward, I don't know what position... Cade Cunningham is. I know Suggs is probably a shooting guard. Actually, I don't know. I don't know why I said no. I know nothing about the collegiate guys right now. But I think you could have enough assets on your team that if it's center and you're trying to make a deep push, you can just make a trade. That's. I just want to put that to bed, which is why you don't need a you don't need a tank to get a center. That's not what we're suggesting. You can you tank get, you, get whoever you, you want. You get the best player possible. And yeah. the Warriors messed up this season because they said they even came out and said Lamelo Ball is the best player in this draft. Right, but they end up drafting on positional need, and they're a team that's obviously in the running, right? Or they're expecting to with Clay Thompson. Obviously, he went down, so their potential is that's fallen back. But right, they drafted James Wiseman, who does look good. Who and bigs do take a longer time to develop, but it's looking like they may have made a mistake not drafting Lamelo Ball, and that's the situation. You draft upon the best player, not positional need. And if we get Kate Cunningham, who I believe is a point guard, right? He comes really? in. Yeah, he I believe big. so. He's a big point guard. So if he comes Six, in, seven? plays, yes, uh, uh, Angelo, Angelo, shout out Jello. He says he's 6'7", uh, not too saying he's 6'8", right? So if he comes in as a point guard, takes his game to the next level, Fred Van Vliet could play the off balls. He's been playing for a long time with the Raptors. Or if you think Jerry Trent Jr. showing out, maybe you move Fred because he'd be a very valuable trade asset. Obviously, we're not speculating that far ahead into this, but... Getting the best player possible in a draft, 
when a season that's already been thrown away from you for due to not even being a bad team, just other circumstances and not having a center, right? That's uh that's how things go. But the chat's been pretty popping right now, so we're gonna swing into the segment so we can really have some fun to end this one off. But tonight, the spicy P lay of the day, and there's certainly been a few in this one, Riker, but the spicy P lay of the day. It's brought to you by Roja Jungle Spice Hot Sauce. Right, I'm flicking it on the screen here. The animation's just finishing there. Right, get that. You having a dab of this, Riker? You shaking it up? Dude, I've I forgot to put it into the refrigerator, so I'm nervous to to eat it warm or to take a dab warm. Eat it. But I'm just gonna eat it. Eat I'm it. Refrigerate it, and then I will eat it. <laughs> get- this stuff's amazing. Yep. This guy, he goes to Peru. He literally goes to Peru for hand-picked peppers, brings them up to Toronto. So just if you listen, if you're interested in hot sauce, pop down into the comment section and uh, check out the promo code. Yep. Ben, what's your spicy pila of the day? Yep. It's in the bio. Go to the promo code. And buy. it's cheap. You get a discount with the Raptors Digest code. Check that out. But there was a bunch of spicy pilas tonight, Riker. One of them, it's got to go. I'm bringing him out here. He's been trashed on in the chat too much. I see too many... People roasting this guy right now. The tank commander, right? You might have to get rid of the pylon now. Put him on a tank, Riker. But Aaron Baines, there was. I think the official Aaron Baines uh, Twitter account came out and said people wanted Norm to dunk on Baines and the Raptors to lose by 40. Well, the Raptors lost, so people got their wish. But Aaron Baines came out and dunked on Norman Powell. It was a Superman dunk to be that he. He caught that joint back and banged it down on like three Blazers players. It was vicious. Came down the lane. What were your thoughts on Aaron Baines catching air Riker and just quieting the doubters? He must be the only guy that doesn't like Norm that has something against (laughs) Norman Powell because he followed up his poster on Norm with a Kareem sky hook over Norm, if you remember, in the deep post. Obviously, Norm Powell got stuck in a bad position, Mm -hmm. but he was just going at poor Norman Powell, who is going to go down as one of the most beloved Toronto Raptors of all time. You hate to see him in a Blazers uniform, but he does too. He He ripped it. (laughs) He ripped his own jersey? You see him rip it? Bro, he's playing the last two minutes of the game with a ripped jersey. (laughs) No, I did not see that. I did not see that. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Shout out Aaron Baines again. We've said this many, many of times. People are saying he's awful. Change the pile into a tank. We might have to do that. But Baines, he's just out of position. He's just not in the right situation for him. right? Maybe we should build up. Maybe he is in the perfect situation to have a tank, to have you really exciting moments to react to in segments. That's the big thing with Aaron Baines that we respect. But not all plays will be the spicy pilae of the day. And some just make you say, oh, geez. I alluded to it earlier. With uh, It was going to be a two-part one where Norman Powell, obviously, he's a guy that has struggled for us in terms of knocking down late-game free throws. And at the end of this game, right, it looked Norman Powell went to the line and he bricked two more. Fred Van Vliet tapped him at the top of the head. He ended up ripping his Portland jersey out of frustration. So, I don't know. That, that's something I don't miss about Norman Powell at the end of games, missing free throws. We saw that a lot, especially over the past two weeks. But he did come back a couple of possessions later and knock down some two, a couple to really ice the game. Riker, do you have any other OGs ones in mind? Nope. I don't know. I pro- there probably was while I was watching this. This is one of the first Raptors games I watched start to finish in a while but i'm re-inspired my passion for the toronto raptors now that there's direction there's clear direction on this team some people don't accept it yet some people are like 
these this team's losers. They're not losers. You're gonna have good development of your players. Siakam looked good tonight, right? Siakam had a lot of possessions where he had deep post moves. He had he was attacking the basket. He shot decently well from perimeter. Like I I liked what I saw from Pascal Siakam, OG, all of the guys. But it's just so happens that without a center, they're not good enough to win. Puts the Raptors in a better opportunity to tank. I love it. So yeah, and people are my... people are saying Norm Steele on Trent. That was a that was an OGs as well. I also wanted to. Did you see Derek Jones Jr. spin layup underneath the rim? No, bro, you missed that. That was a smooth move, man. Derek Jones Jr. If we could get him on the Raptors, just he would make a tank that much more just enjoyable. You did know? you see Aaron Baines block Norman Powell? <laughs> he blocked him too. He blocked Norman Powell too. Norman Powell went baseline and he blocked. I think Aaron Baines had two two blocks this game, which you never... Yeah, he did. Two blocks. Aaron One Baines, Norm. legend. He's got something against Norman Powell. This guy, he is, uh, he is coming. He's the tank commander. He is leading the way for the Toronto Raptors. But finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Damare Carroll Gold Star Award. And Riker, is there anyone you want to give the Gold Star Award to tonight? I want to give it to us for not remembering to plug... Get into the like section. Make sure that you comment. Get in that like section. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. We, You know how some people super cut their videos. They do post-editing. We just run it in one take. We should almost just post-edit and put us saying, make sure you like and subscribe. But seriously, for the Toronto Raptors, I'm looking at a couple of guys, Ben. Gary Trent Jr., it wasn't bad enough to deserve the gold star. He's finding his role within the team. And he's playing against his old team, too. It's a... Right, his shot will come. His yeah. shot will fall. It will go back to what his three point percentage is. It, it, the it, the averages should become the average, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. anyways, I'm looking at tonight Malachi Flynn. That's who's getting the gold star because he played ten and a half minutes. I could tell you, I remember zero of his minutes played. He was that non impactful. And I don't like to dig into this guy because he might be a future role player for the Toronto Raptors. It's just if you have the opportunity to play minutes. And it's pretty low pressure every time he goes out there. Why are you playing like, you know, so stiff and so tight? Like you're coming from college where you were considered a very good pick and roll point guard, a very good facilitator, a fantastic defender, a decent three point shooter. And I'm just not seeing those things from him when he's out there on the court, Ben. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's for sure. We got the, the Baines thing floating around. And I wanted to give, I've been giving it to this guy for a while now, Malachi Flynn's dad. A couple of weeks ago, came out and just trashed on Nick Nurse in a Raptors Facebook page, saying how it, it's just he, Malachi Flynn's playing, not playing the right position. Nick Nurse doesn't know what he's doing. Former coach of the year. Now, Pete, Raptors fans aren't that high on Nick Nurse. Looking at our chat, right? So that's a uh, that's one thing. So maybe people would agree with that. But now, a week and a half later, Riker, after Malachi Flynn has been getting what do you get ten minutes tonight, but he's getting on the court a bit. Right, and he has the ball in his hands a little bit more. He hasn't done much with it just yet. But Mal- Malachi Flynn's dad went in that Facebook group and said, Guys, Nick Nurse is great. Nick Nurse knows what we do. we got to stop hating on Nick Nurse. He's a championship coach. A solid APA formatted essay right there. Back in Nick Nurse a week and a half later after trashing on him. So that's one thing there. Also, spammers. Damari Carroll Gold Star Award goes out to all the spammers in the chat. We appreciate you guys sharing your takes. Just chill on the spam today. We don't have moderators. Don't even know what that is. So, 
we're gonna just start blocking people i like to read the comments i like everybody to be participant in the comment section because it gives us direction of where we should take our commentary but if people are just spamming banes is trash he's out there he's trying his best we've yeah. iterated over iterated reiterated every version of iteration possible on what banes can and cannot do everybody is well aware you don't need to spam that he's trash and same thing siakam's not getting his respect We've talked about him a bunch this game. So there you go, guys. I feel like you just wanted us to nod you, and here you go. Stop spamming. Not cool. <laughs> Spamming's not cool, guys. <laughs> We're going to swing it into the final segment to get everyone involved. Okay? You ready, guys? You ready, folks? Hey, somebody went into the super section. Hey. Hey, shout out Toby underscore A. Do you make a comment? And thank you for, he said, hey. Love the content. Sorry about the spam. Same wavelength, brother. Same wavelength. It is super fun when people are being active in the chat because that's what we're doing this for. We're bringing in the Raptors community to talk about Raptors basketball. So don't be spamming. Yeah, and thank you, thank you, Toby. We appreciate that. That's our first super chat. That's a that should be a an award right there. You got the honor of the first ever. He gets super the chat. anti. He gets the, the we've done Demari this a couple Carroll times, goals. the parallel universe to Mari Carroll, where it's actually the good thing. <laughs> Shout out to BA. Shout out anyone that super chats. But we have the last two minute report coming up. So let's let's get it, Riker. Woo! That's right, the final alarm has gone off. And we got another super chat, Riker, from Chris Chetley, if I pronounced that correctly. Shout out to all Probably the super didn't. chatters. I, <laughs> if you want us to mess up your name, get in the super chat. Or maybe get it right, but we appreciate that. Shout out spammer suck. We'll try to get something to deal with this in the next podcast. We'll look into it. But uh, we appreciate all the super chats getting in there. Someone asked... Uh, what my uh, favorite player was? Who's my favorite player? It's back here. Got his jersey up, hanging up. Kyle Lowry. That's my favorite player. Steve Nash is up there for like older legends. OG is my young guy that I like. Riker, who's your favorite player? Carmelo. That's a tough one, Ben. It was always Russell Westbrook. He's making it hard for me to cheer for him. So there's an open vacancy for my favorite player. That's fair. No, uh, no, uh, Terrence Ross in there. I feel like our fan base flips every couple of seasons. So we might be into a new generation of Raptors Digest yeah. fans that don't know my absolute bubbling despise <laughs> against Terrence Ross and the amount that Ben used to pester me over him. He was Mr. Butterfingers himself, the turnover machine while he played for the Toronto Raptors. Yes, he had a 50-point game. Yes, he was a fan favorite. But no, I did not like Terrence Ross. Man, T TD is the GOAT. Someone says I'd re-sign Gasol over Aaron Baines. Dan Gilmore, uh, uh, that, that, I messed that one up very bad. Would you take Gasol over Aaron Baines at this point, Riker? Uh, Gasol over Aaron Baines, I don't know if I would. I do not know if I would. Oh, we got another super chat. We got another super <laughs> chat. Thanks, guys, for all the coverage. You're Try to pronounce his name, Ben. You're Khalid, Khalid, uh... Hibachi? I've... Hibachi? <laughs> we're, we're trying Definitely to got that one wrong. You know, All we're right, trying this... our best. Thank you for the this, super this... chat. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much for the super chat. All right, this is one. After the trades are done, what top eight rank, what top 
eight rank at the end of the season. The trades are done. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bueno Kitty is saying, what do we think that the standings are going to look like? Well, I can tell you this. Majority of the Eastern Conference is in break-even or sub-500 territory. The Raptors, they're not in the playoff picture right now. They likely won't be unless they acquire a center in the buyout. The only guy left whose name is floating around, and he hasn't even been bought out by the Miami Heat yet, is Kelly Olenek. We've made a full video breaking down. Or on the Rockets, bought out by the Rockets. Yes, spot out by the Rockets. He just got traded by the Heat, which, fun fact, ultimately, the James Harden trade, they traded for Karis LeVert, which they flipped into Victor Oladipo, which then they flipped into Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. That is the worst compensation for one of the most dynamic scorers in NBA history. They got picks, though. They got picks, but they're trash picks, too, though, because they're... I don't know. Maybe the they will be bad at some point. So that's a we missed a super chat. Did we miss a super chat? No, we didn't miss a super chat, did we? Should we try and sign cousins? We got a lot of boogie cousins takes. We apologize. It's just if we unrealistic. A it's unrealistic because there are other teams that want a center that are in the playoff picture, right? Mm-hmm. Namely Boston. They said they wanted Drummond. They think a center is required to complete their team, even though they have athletic robert williams grant williams who slips up to the five at times they still want a center that team has a much greater chance to sign demarcus cousins miami maybe they want him i don't know i don't think that the raptors are in the mix yeah and gorgie dang or gorgie jang i'm probably the one that messed it up on the last podcast but uh <laughs> he's a he's a guy that we wanted we made the video on him kelly olenic he signed with the spurs so that's unfortunate i think he would have been a really nice guy uh, are we making the playoffs or still or not? We're tanking. We're going for that. We could still make the playoffs. The one worry that I have is we're playing these top-tier teams in Portland and the Suns. We beat the Nuggets, right? We're we're playing these guys close. We need to lose to bad teams to tank, right? That's how it works. So we need to really, uh, if we are going to be bad, the worst thing we could do is get to that outside the play-in or in the play-in even right you get yourself out of the lottery you get it out of the chance to get a top three four pick right but you get squashed by the brooklyn nets in the first round so that's the worst situation for us i see maybe they make a run but it's going to be tough to really make that push Riker. yeah you don't want to at this point you yeah. you want to keep your stock your draft stock high it just makes sense the core is there the core is intact you put a center in the mix you put an abaca in the mix and a decent athletic center you have yourself a team you have yourself a competitive team especially considering the the playoff picture in the east the landscape you have a ton of teams that are really just floating around 500 new york atlanta charlotte miami you're telling me you can't make a run against those teams this year even with the current roster assembled of course you can you just can't stack up against milwaukee philadelphia brooklyn Nets without a legitimate center in the regular season if we had a center, I think this team would be real nice. That's why I'm very confident to next season. But if you get that juice, if you get that player in the draft, you retool a little bit, you get more shooters, you get more bigs, then this team could look really nice. Uh, I saw one thing, and I, I don't have a specific comment here, but some people were trash on Masai earlier. I saw a bunch of people say Masai is sabotaging the team. And I want to break out a little conspiracy theory about the oh, Toronto Raptors. <laughs> and some people have said, I've heard it on Twitter, Reddit, and a couple comments before. 
is Masai Ujiri sabotaging this team to say, hey, this team is down in the dumps right now. We're at a crossroads this 2021 offseason. Ironically, or coincidentally, coincidentally, the same season that I am a free agent, Masai Ujiri, and MLSE, you need to pay me to get this uh the, to get this season back on track to get this team back on track or else you're going back into the dumps where you were before I came. Is that is that a legitimate take or is that foolishness, Riker? That is Fugazi Pishikaka. That is absolutely absurd to say that he's purposely trying to this is the thing. We were harsh I okay. I was harshly critical of their ability to trade Norm at the deadline. And it's because I felt like Norm's value, given how he's played this season, could have been higher. You could have received some draft compensation as well as two players. Now, ultimately, I'm coming to my senses, which a lot of people brought up, that Gary Trent Jr. should go for lesser this coming free agency than Norm. So at the end of the day, if you treat it that way, it's not a terrible trade. It's just, it stings. Heat of the moment, it cuts because you want better from Norm, who was just so good for the toronto raptors now that's not a terrible trade it's also reported that you might have the ability to sign and trade lowry at the end of this season you might be able to sign and trade him for a center who knows mm. and you tank and you get a good draft pick i i don't think that the raptors are as desperate as what everybody is saying that they're losers that they're terrible yeah isn't and... Riker a free agent i'm a free agent <laughs> i have been agents. since day one we're hitting the gym. We're getting the gyms are open in Newfoundland. We're working on our threes, Nasai. And yeah, obviously that's whack. I just want to bring up some fun c words as we've uh, <laughs> as we we brought up. But uh, yeah, Gary Trent, and you brought up the point that it's really dependent on what happens in the off season, how we evaluate this trade. Because if they make the same amount of money, even though Trent's younger. That's a tough deal for the Toronto Raptors, but maybe Rodney Hood was the real steal in this trade. Who knows, Riker? But, uh, the, yeah, because I also saw a couple things, and people said re-sign Norm a couple times in this chat, Riker. The Raptor, he's an unrestricted free agent. Imagine the situation where Norman Powell Lee, we trade him for Trent, a couple young players, Rodney Hood, a great wing, and then he comes back in the offseason to the Toronto Raptors as an unrestricted free agent. Any world where that happens. No? <laughs> no? <laughs> you have to investigate at that point. Because wouldn't that be so sneaky of any team to be able to make a mid-season trade for the a guy The Raptors that they know are that sneaky, bro. They're sneaky. They saw what Surely the Clippers there's... did to us. They saw it and they said, you know what? If the Clippers can do this, we can surely trade Norman Powell to a team and just make him creep back along with Sergi Baca, maybe recruit Kawhi out of there, an extraction mission. Maybe those theories were true. Obviously, it's all jokes here. But uh... Ben, let's wrap it up here now with your final thoughts. I'm just seeing a lot of caps, a lot of all caps, a lot of repeated comments. I think the spammers are still at large here. So we'll hope that next pod that people chill a little bit and just get some regular dialogue going so that we can have a little bit more fun interaction with the comment section. Shout out to everybody. Fun, got bro, bro, we've had some super chats in here. We've had some yeah, super sh- chats. You cut off my thanks, my my thank you to all the super chatters. But Ben, give me your final thoughts on this game. And I don't know who the next game is for the Toronto Raptors. But again, I'm I'm looking forward to it because my passion for the Toronto Raptors has been re-inspired now. That there's a clear direction. Yeah. And the Toronto Raptors, again, 
It's more exciting when you sort of have a path to go on. And we play the Detroit Pistons tomorrow, the second night of a back-to-back. We play against some easier teams, so to speak, now over these coming weeks. But a lot of them are on back-to-backs. So that's a situation where maybe the team will lose, maybe not. The t- Pistons usually find their way in beating us. Uh, someone, uh, James Frolic, classic Raptors commenter, Raptors Digest commenter, said you, fix- you fixed your hair, Riker. We both... I got the I got the crazy hair going tonight. You got the perm. It's <laughs> any take that on a the thing. Perm. I don't have a perm. <laughs> don't make that a thing. Then close. It I off. don't make close it, it the things. The chat makes it the things. Right. You're That's making a... it a thing by bringing it to life <laughs> on the podcast. It's not Super a thing. chat. Riker has a perm. That's what a. <laughs> Not this. Super chat. Not Anyways, this. you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Again, next podcast, we've had some fun stuff with the chat in the past month or so. We, we're still getting a feel for it. We got the Super Chats now, so we'll, we'll find a fun way to incorporate those a little bit smoother and stuff, and we'll find a way to stop the spam. I think there's ways to do it. People have brought up moderators. Not sure what that is. I haven't watched many live streams at times, so I think that's something you can do. Anyways, you guys are the best. Check out Raptors Digest Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and RaptorsDigest.ca. We haven't been uh, plugging that too much, but the articles, they're going to be coming hot and heavy now that the Raptors have a direction, a space to go on. Riker, do you have any last words? That's it, Ben. Cheers. Perm season, bro.